Welcome back, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> this is Our Odd Pod, a podcast dedicated to the odd, the macabre, and everything else in between. Yes, and everything else in between. What's up? It's me, Billy. And this is Felicia. And it's your birthday as we're recording this. <laughs> so happy birthday. Thank you. I got to eat many, 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 many waffles this morning with my favorite candy in them, so. Mini waffles with the favorite candy. Should I sing happy birthday to you on the podcast? Please, no. We don't do it. <laughs> no. welcome back, guys. As always, this is our Odd Pod podcast. We said all that already. Yeah, but um, we made it to December. We did make it to December. It's been... Just the longest year ever. Oh my god, it's December. Today's December 1st. Yeah. Shit, son. <laughs> Happy December, guys. Wasn't it March like two weeks ago? 2020 is almost over. Enjoy the last year of humanity next year. <laughs> Speaking of December, are you feeling like the Christmas spirit? No. <laughs> Have you met me? Not at all? No, not really. Christmas, not my jam. Oh, well. I'm not really a Christmas critter, you know? That's fine. Are you feeling the Christmas spirit? A little bit. Is it because it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas? There was frost on the ground when we went out this morning. It was very cold today. Yeah. I love to get waffle ingredients this morning, and I spent a good amount of time scraping ice off my windshield with my old insurance card. (laughs) But then my defrost worked really fast. We love that. Turns out if you just crank it wide the fuck open... It works. <laughs> you be careful. I uh, cracked my windshield that way one year. Really? Yeah. Wow. Challenge accepted. <laughs> that was during an ice storm. And I digress. An ice storm in Alabama. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> was that Snowmageddon? It was Snowmageddon. Weird. We love that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. What you got? What's going on? Oh, well, uh, since you're not feeling the holiday cheer, I kind of wanted to bring some holiday cheer to you. Great. I can tell you're excited. I'm so excited. But I want you to hang in there with me because I think you might enjoy it. I feel like you're probably right because just based on the, you know, the theme of this podcast in general, (laughs) I'm assuming we're not getting a lot of like Rudolph and elves and shit. There are elves-ish, adjacent. Elves adjacent. Hobbits. Not hobbits. Half elves. No. Dark elves? Closer to trolls. Okay. I wanted to bring in some uh, Christmas traditions from around the world, because some of the traditions from around the world are a lot cooler than the ones we have here in America. First of all, nothing's cooler than America. Ever. Oh, my bad. Because these colors don't run. Oh, dear. (laughs) Just away from vaccines and science. Yeah. And, you know, just general human kindness. Anyway. (laughs) Is it like the the saltiness from the year? Yeah. The topic that we're doing today. Mm -hmm. It's kind of exciting for me because I want to talk about um, traditions in Iceland. Okay. Um, and actually, like two years ago, if you remember, I actually got to go to Iceland. I do remember that. Um, and experience some of it. I wasn't there for any like any of the actual doings, but 
we did get to see like some of the decorations and like some of the Christmas markets. Oh, cool. So that was fun. Well, um, you know, Iceland is like the one place I really like that I want to go the most. Yeah, I want to go back so bad. We went during obviously December and it was very cold and it's very wet. Strange. The thought that a place called Iceland would have the audacity to be cold in December. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun and we got to see some of the, the decorations. So we saw like decorations of like a huge Christmas cat which was a lot of fun. And then like you have like the Yuletide lads that you could kind of see on the side of the buildings that kind of like has like lights up. Did you say a Christmas cat? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to get into it. All right. And there's also a Christmas witch. Oh, I've experienced the Christmas witch. Christmas witch was a big thing in Italy. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, maybe we talk to talk about Italy later. We'll talk a little bit. Um, so... Just because I've been to Iceland, I don't want it to make it seem like I know everything about it because I definitely don't. And Are you sure? Because you're making it sound a little bit like you know everything. If my friend Gunna listens, I'm so, so sorry because there are letters in your alphabet that are not on my keyboard and I had to stop trying to pronounce them. I think the real question is, is she gonna listen? Gunna, please listen. With that being said, I'm going to do the best I can with some of the pronunciations. Um, but I know at one point when I was doing my notes last night, I just gave up. (laughs) So from what I could find on the good old Googaloo is that Icelandic Christmas tradition is like a mixture of religious practice and like traditional folklore. Um, it begins on the night of December 11th and ends on January 6th. Okay. (laughs) Um, they mostly celebrate Christmas with like good food and like gifts to loved ones. And they don't really have, like, a single father Christmas the way we do, like, in the United States with, like, St. Nicholas. Um, I think you mean Santa Claus. Well, St. Nicholas, Santa Claus, blah, 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 blah. Don't try to Europeanize my Santa Claus. Okay, well. Okay. Don't try to whitewash Santa. Red, white, and blue Christmas. Just like the Coca-Cola Christmas? You want to fight? Yeah. Anyway, I'm just kidding, by the way. I'm going to probably continue to make America jokes, but that's not who I am. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fortunately for kids in Iceland, they get visited by 13 Yule lads. um, And I'll get more into them later because there's a whole poem associated with them. And it's kind of cute, kind of funny. 13 Yule lads? Mm -hmm. Okay. So instead of like Christmas, they celebrate Yule. That's like their Christmas. It's like a pagan Christmas, yeah. Yeah, like adjacent-ish, um, but they call them Yule Lads, so I'm going to go with they celebrate Yule rather than Christmas. And one of my favorite things that I actually did get to see up in Iceland was that they um, they decorate their cemeteries with Christmas lights during like the winter months. Oh, cool. It's so pretty, and if you like, just go Google it real quick. I'm going to Google it right now. Do it. Um we went to go like search for the northern lights and we were like next to a um a church that had like a cemetery and all the lights like the cemetery was lit up like christmas it was really cute i for one loved it oh isn't it pretty yeah that's really cool we also got to see Look like at this i know that's that's the church we saw oh wow i've got pictures on my um my camera i'll have to show you all right stop the podcast we're going to iceland <laughs> It is so pretty. Um, but anyway, okay, so more for the Christmas folklore. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so 
many of the folklore depicts mountain dwelling characters and monsters who come into town during Christmas. Much like some relatives. Yeah. Ayo. Ayo, <laughs> West Virginia. Oh dear. The stories are directed at children and are used to like scare them into good behavior. Kind of like St. Nicholas. Um, kind of. It's like he's, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad or good. So be good. For goodness sake. Or he's going to fucking kill you. <laughs> but the folklore includes both mischievous pranksters who leave gifts during the night and monsters who also eat disobedient children. Kind of like, like Krumpus. Krumpus, yeah. yeah. I want to talk about Krumpus like later, is not it, on this episode. Is it Krumpus or is it Krampus? Because I feel like I always say the wrong thing. I always called him Krumpus. Because like, I just think of like a goat leg dude crumping. <laughs> like crumping. Crumping. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Anyway, it's moving on. Um, the figures that are depicted, they're kind of like seen as like a family, and they live in a cave up in the mountains. There is Grilla, who is a the the witch. Her name's Grilla. 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 Okay. Um, she is pictured as a giant S with like an appetite for the flesh of mischievous children. Specifically. Yes. Like she don't eat anything but bad kids. Bad kids. Okay, Grilla. Um, see you. She will cook them in a large pot. Her husband, the Faladi, um, is lazy and mostly stays at home in their cave. Oh. And I read somewhere that it was like her third husband. Probably she probably ate the other two. I have something about one of her husbands later. Okay. But um now does he just stay at home and like eat the kids she cooks, you think? Yeah, he's just like watching TV or something, I'm watching sure. Watching the game. <laughs> Reading the newspaper. The troll bowl. <laughs> the troll bowl. <laughs> <laughs> There's the Yule cat. It's a huge and vicious cat who lurks um around the snowy countryside during Christmas time. And it's people who have not received any new clothes to wear before Christmas Eve. Fuck. Yeah. Is this part of their family? Like, is this the family cat? This is the family cat. Okay. The Yule cat. <laughs> this is like where you get like socks for Christmas. This is kind of where that comes in. Okay. Like underwear and socks. It's like a popular thing to give because you don't want the Christmas cat to come and eat you. I feel like we, and I could be misremembering because I do that. As I get older, <laughs> um, we would sometimes get like socks and or underwear, maybe in our stockings. Yeah. So I feel like we hear things and like America will kind of adopt them and they don't really remember like where they come from. It's kind of like after so many generations have passed since you migrated here, you yeah. kind of tend to forget. Mm -hmm. So there is also the Yule Lads. Which are the sons of Grilla and Lepandi. Lepalandi. Sorry. The words together, they don't, the letters together don't make sense to me. Lepalandi. Leopold. <laughs> Lepaludi. Um, they are a group of 13 mischievous pranksters who steal or harass the population. And they all have like descriptive names. Not, they're not cute or anything. <laughs> okay. But it, their names kind of convey their favorite way of like harassing people. Okay. Um, they come into town one by one, and they'll stay for 13 nights, and then they'll leave. So one comes in for 13 nights and then leaves? One comes in every day, and they stay for 13 nights. Gotcha. So it starts 13 days before Christmas, and then 
stays then, for 13 days and then and then it ends 13 days after christmas right so is that why it goes till january whatever. Mm -hmm. okay um they'll either leave small gifts and shoes that the children have placed in the windowsill but if a child has been disobedient they will instead leave a potato I mean, it's better than a lump of coal. I'm just saying, like, it sounds like a win-win to me. I love potatoes. You know New shoes or a potato, hey? Not treats in your shoes or a potato. I don't or know if you remember, like, in kindergarten when you'd leave your shoes outside and your teacher would leave candy in them during Christmas? No. That's not a thing that happened. It was a thing that happened. For oh, me. I was going to say, it's not a thing that happened for me. <laughs> it's very exciting. I think when we were going over, like, traditions from around the world... But I don't remember it being like Icelandic adjacent. You guys went over Christmas traditions from around the world in kindergarten? When I was younger, yes. Okay, well, we like played with blocks and took naps. Thank you, Miss Green. Anyway. I think kindergarten's come a long way <laughs> since your boy was there. Um. So these Christmas-related folk tales appeared around the 17th century. And they've displayed some variations based on like the region and the age. Like from like when they were being told. Mm -hmm. In modern times, the characters have taken on a slightly more benevolent role. But the first mention of the Yulads can be found in seventeenth in a 17th century poem of Grilla. Grilla had appeared in older tales as a troll and hadn't quite yet been linked to Christmas yet. Mm -hmm. um, she is described as a hideous, hideous being. She's hideous. She is hideous. A hideous? Hideous. <laughs> Being he was the mother of the gigantic Yule Lads, who are a menace to children. Um, are the Yule Lads also giants? Yes. Okay. Early on, the number of Yule Lads, as well as their description, have changed depending on, like, the location. Because I think, like, East Iceland had different Yule Lads versus, like, West Iceland. The old Iron Curtain. <laughs> this is, like, vastly different depending on, like, the region that you're in, though. Because I'm pretty sure when we went to, like, Northern Iceland, it's just, like, rocks and... Well, when I went, it was just snow. Snow and rocks. Snow and rocks. You really couldn't see much, so I don't know what was going on up there. But then, like, once you get to, like, southern Iceland, there was, like, green. Less rocks, more black Less metal. rock, more more grass. <laughs> more black metal. <laughs> so, they go from, like, pranksters to homicidal monsters who eat children. Mm. Um, and, really like, a, a fine line. really just sharp line there. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're kind of used... Much like the boogeyman to scare children into good behavior, like I mentioned before. But the king of Denmark was, like, not about that. And actually, like, objected to them being used as, like, a disciplinary tool. Um, so he kind of, like, oh, he's like, you can't do that. Yeah, how about you keep your government out of my Christmas, <laughs> your majesty? Um, but by the 18th century, there was a poem that kind of, like, shortened it to, like, 13 Yule Lads. Because I read somewhere there was, like, up to, like, 98 Yule Lads. Mm -hmm. So. And then Christmas holiday was just really long. It was just like from October <laughs> to March. It just really cut into the school year. Yeah. I had to shorten it down. It was very expensive. Yeah. Too many potatoes. So many potatoes. But by the mid-17th century, author John Arneson, I'm sorry if I butchered your name. Um, He's dead, so. I'm so sorry. He took inspiration from the Brothers Grimm and been, began collecting folktales. So, like, Icelandic version. Okay. Um, in 1862, it's like his collection is the first mention of the names of the Yule Lads. By 1932, so like, what, 60 years later? Mm -hmm. A poem 
about the Yule Lads was published as part of a popular poetry book called Christmas is Coming, and it's by an Icelandic poet named Joanna Sjörkoltum. Sorry if I mispronounced her name. Um, the poem was wildly popular and um, pretty much established what we now consider the canonical 13 Yule Lads with their names and their personalities attached to them. Okay, so are we going to hear their names at some point? Because, we are. Okay. We've got to get through some of them first. Okay. No, <laughs> so, I'm not rushing. It's just like the names kept coming up and I'm over here like, I wonder what the names are. Their names, I think you're going to enjoy them. And I relate to some of their names too. Okay. So, but we're going to get to them. I want to go back over Gorilla and the Christmas cat. That's cool. I just wanted to make sure that at some point we were going to hear these Christmas lads. We are going to hear the Yule lads names. We are going to go over their poems and we are going to learn their personalities. We're going to call them on the phone. And we're going to write them on the weekend. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but here we are. On the weekend. We're going to write them on the weekend. (laughs) You heard it. You heard it here first. Anyway, so. Before those 13 Yule Lads became very popular, the description of them varied, like I said before. Um, some said that they were the sons of Grilla, and others said that they were her brothers. And at one point, there was only nine, but they always had their own characteristics um, and, like, pranks. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the different Yule Lads can be classified into, like, groups, like the ones who steal food, those who, like, play tricks and, like, harass people, and those who just kind of seem like delusions from nature. Okay. Kind of fun. Yeah, good times. Um, in East Iceland, there existed a folktale of like a specific group of Yule Lads who did not come from the mountains. Instead, they came from the ocean. Ooh, the ocean Yule Lads. It's like ocean mermaids or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yule mermaids. Giant ocean boys. One obscure poem mentioned that there being like two female Yule persons, Yule women, um, who would Yule lass. <laughs> Yule lass who would steal melted fat. But either stuffing it up their nose or putting it in their socks. Okay. And I'm guessing melted fat is something people just kind of had around the house. Or... Well, it's like shortening. Okay. They used to like, you could eat it. Like like they're going to steal your Crisco. That, but they used to make candles out of it. Okay. Because that's what we used to make candles out of. Wow. People used to make candles? Why yeah. You just go to the store and buy them. Walmart wasn't a thing yet. What about ye old Walmart? Well, yeah, I don't know. That's actually where Target got its name, you know? <laughs> people would just shoot other people with the bow and arrow. And oh, if my they God. Hit them, they could take what they had. <laughs> Discounts. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to go back over Grilla again. Right. So, kids are told from a young age about Grilla. She's an ogress, a giantess, whatever have you, because uh, it changes, who lives in the Icelandic mountains. She is described as a dreadful character. Described as part troll, part animal, part ogress, part giantess, who is the mother of the 13 precocious boys. That's a lot of parts. I imagine it being much like Pazuzu from the last episode. <laughs> I do feel obligated to say that, at least in some fantasy, <clears throat> ogres are a type of giant, so that's okay. Okay. It fits. So far, we're good. Yeah. Grela lives in the mountains with her third husband, 13 kids, and a black cat. And so, like, they come down from the mountains in search of naughty children to eat. And her boys will cause mischief. Um, Grilla will only capture children who misbehave, but if they repent, they're released. Okay. So, consent? I don't know. So, Yule Cat is a black cat. Yule Cat is a black cat. It's not helping the the motion of, like, black, like the the negative 
annotation of black cats. I feel like if there's a giant fucking black cat that roams around on Christmas and eats bad people, I would treat every other black cat I ever found really fucking nice. (laughs) So maybe it is helping. Maybe. So Grilla is the matriarch of the family of the strange creature. She launches attacks on nearby townships, snatching up misbehaved children and turning them into delicious stew. A man named Terry Gunnell says you don't mess with Grilla. Um, you know what? You don't mess with Grilla or the Zozo. Um, Terry Gunnell is the head of folklorist department at the University of Iceland. Oh, so he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, she rules the roost up in the mountains. Her tale began as like oral accounts, and they described her as like in a poem. This is what the poem said. Okay. Here comes Grilla down in the field with 15 tails on her. And then another one describes her as having 40 tails. She walks around with a bag on her back with a knife and a sword in her hand, coming to carve out the stomach of children who cry for meat during Lent. Oh, dear. During Lent? Yeah, but I think Lent's Uh, probably like a a Christmas thing up there and not a Mardi Gras thing like it is here. You know what? I don't know. I also don't know. I didn't look it up. So, Grilla name loosely translates to, like, growler. Do you think it's because she growls? I would have something to do with, like, she shows up with a horn tail in a bag that she would toss naughty children in. But she was certainly around in the 1300s, although she wasn't directly associated with Christmas yet, but more just, like, a, a associated with a threat that lived in the mountains. Um, and you never knew exactly where she was. So her home moved, or you just, it's hard to find her? I think she's just kind of like that mythical thing. And then like they would go looking for her and then you couldn't find her. Mm-hmm. One long poem written about her and her husband said like she didn't last long because Grayla actually ate her husband because she got bored with him. And in some ways she was the first feminist in Iceland. Oh, nice. Maybe uh, the third husband just got something the other two didn't. Well, as far as we know, he's still around. But we also know he's lazy. <laughs> Other bits, of folk- <laughs> Other bits of folklore describe a second troll-like husband and a giant man-eating yule cat known to target anybody who doesn't have new clothes, making a new pair of socks or long underwear an imperative uh, gift for any Icelandic holiday shopper. Also, I would like to discuss how fucked up it is, like, yule cat eats people that have to wear old clothes. That don't get new clothes. Right. It's not their fault. Why don't you eat the people that don't give them new clothes? Well, you have to talk to the giant cat about that. Well, I will. The same man as before, um, Gunnel, says that this is a highly dysfunctional family. Gunnel, you're funny. (laughs) Why is Gunnel so funny? So funny. All right, so each of uh, these troublemakers visit Icelandic households on specific days throughout December, um, unleash their individual type of pestering. There is one partial to slamming doors. Um, another eats any leftovers that you leave out, like in pots and pans. And there's also one that um, will swipe your sausages. Not my sausages. <laughs> you gotta buy a whole new car for sausages around here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Explain yourself. <laughs> um, at the car dealership where I bought my car, when you buy a new car, they give you like a bag of sausages. A pack of sausages. Yeah, a pack of sausages. So we call them car sausage. They're pretty good, but they're not, you know, they're no Kaneka sausage or anything. Not that you would know. 
I know about Kaneka. But I, have you had it? No. Okay, then. All right, so now we're going to get on to your most anticipated questions about the Yule Lads. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? All right, so who are y'all? Who are y'all? So the Yule Lads. In Iceland, children will place a shoe in their bedroom window each evening in the 13 days leading up to Christmas. Okay. Not the ones after. Each night, a Yule Lad will visit either leaving sweets or a small gift or potatoes but I also heard it was a rotting potato. Okay. So that's less. That's, <laughs> that's less. less. Um, having just stuck my finger through a rotting potato. Not very, Would not recommend. Not recommended. So it's kind of like stocking, sort of. Yeah, like a stocking, like cold, except it's a potato. So they get 13 nights of Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sweet. Whether or not they get a gift or a sweet or a rotting potato, it depends on how they behave the previous day. Okay, so it's a day-by-day thing. Yeah. So like. You're really good the first day, and then you're a fucking asshole the next day. You're getting a rotting potato. You're getting a fucking, guess what? Potato. But I just imagine, like, if you give your child a rotting potato, you have to anticipate that your child is going to be a butthole. Also, you're putting it in their shoe. Like, I gotta put my foot in that potato shoe. But you also have to, like, pick up a rotting potato and put it in their shoe. Maybe it's not rotten. Or maybe it's rotten by the time they get to it. Potatoes don't rot overnight. Not with that attitude. <laughs> anyway, right. so moral eat. of the story: you got to be good every day. Moral of the story: where are you getting these potatoes from? Right, where are these? Maybe there's a rotten potato store. Maybe it's like the shittiest potato farmer they in just, Iceland. They just give them out for like potatoes for your children. Whenever shoes. Christmas comes around, they're like, "It's my time to shine." <laughs> it's a whole market for it. Yeah, it's just like nasty fucking potatoes. All right, so I have their names and the personalities in the part of their poem, like the one that we talked about earlier. Okay. And I'm so, so sorry if anyone in Iceland ever listens to this because I can barely speak English. I don't think that's true, but... No, it is true. You cut out a lot of my uh, stutterings. Um, and a lot of mine. But... It's hard recording a podcast. English is hard for me in general. Icelandic is worse. Um, so what you're saying is you aren't very good at pronouncing names or words in a language you don't speak. And, and the one that I do speak. Crazy. So the first one comes on the night of December 12th. Okay. December 11th, December 12th. And he stays until the 25th. Okay. Um, his name is Sheep Claude, Sheepcoat Claude. Sheepcoat Claude. That's the one I was trying to figure out the pronunciation on before we started. Okay. And I got nowhere with it. Does he wear a sheep coat? No. It's not C-O-A-T. It's C-O-T-E. Okay. Sheep caught Claude. He tries to suckle ooze. Ooze? It's E-W-E. It's a type of sheep. Oh, ewes. Oh, ewes. It's a female sheep. It tries to suckle ewes in um, farmers' sheep sheds. He is the first Yule Lad to make his way into town. He is known to try and drink milk straight from the sheep's teeth. Um, but he has, like, really stiff legs. <laughs> Why is that funny? Just thinking about that sheep titty. I want you to look up um, sheep coat clod. All right, but I'm going to spell it phonetically. It's sheep. C-O-T-E-C-L-O-D. Looks pretty happy. I think the, they're kind of cute. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, so this is part his part of the poem. Just wants to suck on that sheep. 
That's sweet, sweet sheep milk. So the first of them was sheep coat Claude. He came stiff as wood to prey upon the farmer's sheep as far as he could. He wished to suck the ewe, but it was no accident. He couldn't. He had stiff knees, not too convenient. He, like, his bones ache, so he was stiff? Or he was, like... No, he's got, like, wood legs. He's got wooden legs. Okay. So he's, like, stiff. Uh-huh. Because his legs don't move. Gotcha. It's kind of like a comical thing. Yeah. So that's the first Yule Lad. First Yule Lad, who is not a lad. He looks kind of like an old man. They all kind of look like old men, though. Can we just put, starting on December 12th, we just post each Yule Lad each day until sure, Christmas? Sure, let's do it. On Instagram? <laughs> I'll try to remember. I did good for like a week. All right, next we have Gallagher. Sure. I'm sorry. Um, in Eng- English, they call him Gilligwok. 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 It's G-U-L-L-Y. U-L-L. Gully. Gilligwok. Gullywog. He steals foam from the buckets of cow's milk. Oh. Gullywog is known to hide in like deep ravines and gullies and then sneaks into cow sheds where he would steal milk. Okay, so far there's like a milk obsession. They like milk. They like milk. Gullywog would rather get his milk from a bucket rather than straight from the ewe's teat. Straight from the sheep titty. Yeah. I'm going to read the poem. I want you to look him up because he's cute. The second... Gully guac? Gully guac. The second was gully guac. Gray, his head, and mean. He snuck into the cow barn and from his craggy ravine. Hiding in the stalls, he would steal the milk while the milkmaid gave his cowherd a meaningful smile. He looks really happy about that that cow milk. I imagine him, like, if he would go to Starbucks, get, like, a an extra foam cappuccino because he likes foam. That's only comical to me. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about, like, I don't know. I just caught myself, like, really thinking about this giant going to Starbucks and ordering an extra foam cappuccino. Yeah. And you know what? I bet he'd be appreciative of it. I bet he loves foam. He loves foam. I'd also like to petition that we change the expression straight from the horse's mouth to straight from the sheep's tit. Motion granted. Okay. All right, so that's the second you'll add. Okay. Moving on to the third. Third one. His name is Stuffer. Stuffer? Yeah. It means stubby. Okay. Uh, Stubby is described as unusually short. He likes to steal pans from the kitchen and the crumbs left on it. Right. So, I mean, like, same? Yeah. Sometimes crumbs. Or they just be, like, eating the cheese that's baked on the pan. Yeah. It's part of the poem. Stubby was the third man called a stunted little man who watched for every chance to whisk off the pan and scurry away with it. He scraped off the bits and stuck to the bottom and brims, his favorite. All right, so he likes crumbs. All right, look up spoon liquor. Spoon liquor. You mean this guy? Yes. <laughs> I like their gnome hats. I know, they're so cute. All right, so spoon liquor. Can Wait, you guess on. what he Let likes me guess to do? What he does. He licks spoons. He likes to lick spoons. Like spoons that have been used, or he just likes to lick people's clean spoons and put them back in the drawer. Because that's mischievous. I think he likes... And these times, that's downright homicidal. Um, <laughs> He is known for being tall and thin and for stealing like a long... I cannot pronounce it. 
it's a weird P word with a V and an O. And that P is not on my keyboard, so I cannot pronounce it. Okay. Um, but like Pavir. Provolone. No. He likes provolone cheese. Um, what, regardless, it's a long wooden spoon. Um, and he likes to lick them. Gross. That is gross. So. I don't like him. His part of the um, poem is, The fourth was spoon licker. Like a spindled, he was thin. He thought himself in clover when the cook wasn't in. Then stepping up, he grappled the stirring spoon with glee, holding it with both hands for it was slippery. Nice. So I think he is, he's using, he's licking spoons that you're using. Okay. That's still gross. <laughs> Not the stirring spoon. Come the on. stirring spoon. Spoon liquor. All right. So the, um, the fifth Yule lad, mm -hmm. his name is Pot Scraper. Pot Scraper. Yeah. His is Potsicafell. Potsicafell. That sounds fun. I sound, I'm going to, all those letters are on my keyboard, so I'm going to take a, a whack at it. Pot scraper or pot liquor. Um, he steals leftovers from pots, so guard your leftovers. He wants to lick your pots. He's so cute. <laughs> I just love them. So pot scraper, the fifth one, was a funny sort of chap. When kids were given scrapings, he'd come for the door and tap. And they would rush to see if there really was a guest. He'd hurry to the pot and had a scraping fist. Nice. I just loved them. Do we know if he's tall or short or what? If he's crawling in pots, I'm going to guess he's like a little fella. He could just be sticking his head in a pot. Could be. Maybe he's magical. Maybe. All right, next we have bowl liquor. Bowl liquor. Bowl liquor. I'm going to guess he licks bowls. So bowl liquor, he steals bowls of food that you would keep under your bed. He was known to hide under beds when people would place their, like, it's a asker. It's a plate used for all meals, and then he would steal the plate, and then he would eat from it. Bolicker, the sixth one, was a shockingly ill-bred. From underneath the bedstands, he stuck his ugly head. And when the bowls were left to be licked by a dog or cat, he'd snatch them for themselves. He was sure good at that. Wait, why do they have food under their bed? I think they just used to keep plates. Like, they'd only have, like, one bowl. They'd keep it under their bed. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Midnight snack. I don't know. I'm not judging people. Just kidding. No judgment. I like to keep plates under my bed, too. I used to, and then Billy got mad at me, and now I'm not allowed to do that anymore. I think we both know you can't keep anything under the bed. It's on the floor. It's on the floor. It would take effort to put things under the bed. And then they would break. Probably. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. Moving on. I'm just saying, do you want mischievous... Christmas gnomes, because that's how you get mischievous Christmas gnomes. The seventh Yule Lad is called Door Slammer. Door Slammer. Pretty sure I used to live with him. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to guess he slams doors. He does slam doors. Wow. I'm fucking smart. This actually um, <laughs> uh, pretty much describes somebody that used to come around in a place that I used to live. Okay. And they just slam doors? Think about it, and then you tell me. The seventh door was the seventh was door slammer, a sorry vulgar chap. When people in the twilight would take a little nap, he was happy as a lark with the havoc he could wreck, slamming doors and hearing the hinges on them squeak. Weak rhyme. Yeah, weak. I'm just saying, when you slam a door, I'm not thinking about the hinges squeaking. 
Also, if you turn the fucking doorknob, you don't have to slam the door to close it. Just saying. I'm just saying. Door slammer likes to cause chaos. We're about halfway through the poem when I realize what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, um, do you know how to pronounce the Icelandic yogurt that they like? Skier, skier. I don't know. How's it spelled? S-K-Y-R. I do not know. Me either. Skier? Skier. Skyr. Sky R. I'm sorry. We're going to pronounce this Sky R. Regardless, it's delicious. I'm just saying. I had some up there. And, you know, I love yogurt. So, Skyr. Oh, you'll let after my own heart, honestly. He likes yogurt. His name's Skyr Gobbler. Assuming, Gobbler. Assuming so he, we're saying that correctly. So, he gobbles skier. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just, why are their words so weird, you know, in Iceland? Why don't you just fucking speak English? The ignorance. Just kidding. Sky Gobbler, Sky Gobbler the Eighth, was an awful stupid bloke. He lambasted the scare tub till the lid on it broke. Then he stood there gobbling. His greed was well known until about to burst. He would beat, howl, and groan. So honestly, that one describes me. So he just eat yogurt till he was fucking like sick. Me. Sounds like gluttony. Mm, delicious. The yogurt is very good. So, how many? Um, if you have forgotten how many yulads there are by now, no, there are, I know thirteen. Okay, never mind. I, I, I was thinking of a different question, but I know the answer. I'm not going to say it out loud because I'm so stupid. You're back now. No, go ahead and say it. Nope. Yep. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Nope. Do it. Well, I was going to say that sounds a lot like gluttony, and I'm like, how many deadly sins were there? <laughs> Seven. Um. So the ninth yulad is called sausage swiper. Sausage swiper. Swiping them sausages. Sausage swiper. I had to stop trying to, uh, I even stopped attempting writing them down in Icelandic because this is like where they were starting to get like crazy. No letters on my keyboard. I'm pretty sure he's a fox and he follows around like oh. little girls with backpacks. Hmm. Maybe. Swiping. Swiping or swiping? Yeah. Sausage swiper was known to hide in the rafters and steal sausages that were being smoked. And he loved himself some stolen sausages. You know what? Things do taste better when they're stolen. I was going to say things taste better when they're free. So. Yeah, exactly. And one step further, even better when they're free because you stole them. <laughs> the ninth was Sausage Swiper, a shifty pil- pilifler- pilfer? Pilfer. 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 Last night when I was writing this, I was like, I'm going to be able to say it. <laughs> pilfer. And you did. Mm. The ninth was Sausage Swiper, a shifty pilfer. He climbed up to the rafters and raided the food from there. Sitting on a crossbeam and sitting and in smoke, he fed himself on sausages fit for gentle folk. I just want to, I have a question. Who's smoking sausages? Like, what end do you light? Huh? Which end do you light when you try to smoke a sausage? Is that like oh. an Icelandic thing? Or? <laughs> I was like, I didn't understand the question at all. It's okay if you don't think I'm funny. Those are my bones. Your belly bones. My belly bones. The next Yule Lad's kind of creepy. Okay. Are you ready? I'm so ready. The next one's called Window Peeper. Window Peeper. He's peeping in your windows. Window Peeper. He's Um, spitting in your windows. He likes to creep outside of windows and sometimes steal the stuff that he sees inside. I wish you guys could see the uh, little dance (laughs) Billy is doing right now. 
It's my window peeper dance. Window peeper. The tenth was window peeper, a weird little twit who stepped up to the window and stole a peek through it. And whatever was inside to which his eyes was drawn, he most likely attempted to take later on. Oh. Oh dear. <laughs> Got a little a little much there at the end. I think he's stealing things rather than fondling children. Stop. Window peeper. You're disgusting. He's peeping in your window. You've upgraded to like a fourteen year old. I'm sorry. He's a window peeper. He's stealing a look. Are you ready? We got, we got, let's see, we got three more to go through. Okay, let's get to it. You ready? I'm ready. All right, we have Door Sniffer. Oh, I don't have a song for him. <laughs> he has a huge nose and an insatiable appetite for the dead. Ooh. I'm just kidding, just oh. stolen baked goods. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> God, that's funny, you're funny. <laughs> the 11th was Door Sniffer, a doltish lad and gross. He never got a cold, yet had a huge sensitive nose. He caught the scent of lace bread while legs away still and ran towards it weightless as wind over dale and hill. I just imagine him like floating like a cartoon when the I think that's like the, uh, the... And he's like, he gets there and the, the door's image. closed, so he just sniffs the door like a weirdo. And like his nose gets stuck in the windowsill. Oh my god, please stop. <laughs> that's him sniffing the door sill. <laughs> like the doors with the cracks under them because i can really get a good sniff oh my god we have two more to get through i can really get a good sniff on that door <laughs> hey i'm gonna come over later and uh, sniff your door oh god <laughs> i'm door sniffer it's in the name make it creepy <laughs> two more two more let's do it we have meat hook meat hook he uses a hook to steal meat he'll snatch up any meat that's left out especially smoked lamb Smoked lamb, which is a young sheep. Thank you. We were talking about ewes earlier. You is a female, ram is a male, lamb is a baby. Sheep. I got sheep knowledge, motherfuckers. That's right. Come for know. the ob, the macabre. Stay for the sheep lesson. You've been sleeping on Billy Bones, but he knows shit about sleep, uh, sheep <laughs> and sleep. Meat Hook was the 12th one. A talent would display... As soon as he arrived on St. Thorlick's Day, he snagged himself a morsel of meat of any sort, although his hook at times was a tiny bit short. Heyo. Heyo. He got a little peen. Hook. You're right. He's a little slight curve. <laughs> All right, he's back to 12. Listen, it's not me who's spitting innuendos. It's the peeper who's looking in your window. Oh my goodness. <laughs> one more. Just gotta get through one more. Everybody's like, you know what? I'm not listening to this shit. They haven't made it this far. We started off strong in this episode and then Billy just got real fucking weird. <laughs> we turned it off about like right in the middle. Right about window peeper. I was done. <laughs> All right. We have candle beggar. Candle beggar. Mm -hmm. um, candle beggar is the one who followed children. To steal their candles, which oh. um it used to be made from edible fat, mm -hmm. like we discussed earlier. Crisco. Yeah. Um. So um, they used to be like really sought after items in Iceland because during Christmas time, there's only about four hours of sunlight during the day. I think when I was there, the sun would come up around eleven thirty p.m. 
a.m. A.m. 11.30 a.m. And it would set at like 4 p.m. That sounds amazing. It was nice, but it was also very odd. Go to bed. Was it also macabre? No, it's nice. Um, <laughs> the 13th was Candle Beggar. It was cold, I believe. If he was not the last of the lot on Christmas Eve, he chilled after the little ones who liked happy sprites ran about the farm with their fine tallow lights. Oh. It's kind of cute, isn't it? That one's nice. It makes yeah. me forget about the creepy fucking weirdo looking at people's windows. <laughs> that was the last one. So he's the last one. He comes on Christmas Eve and then he'll leave January 6th. Okay. He sticks around longer because he really wants those candles. Yeah, fuck yes, candles. Hey, uh, you guys got any of them? You got any of them candles? <laughs> yeah. So that's all I've got, honestly. That's Icelandic Christmas, y'all. I hope it was good. I was thoroughly entertained. I thought it was really cute. Went off on like a tangent there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to now... You want i can tell you about the christmas witch oh yeah go for it okay so in italy they also have a christmas witch okay her name is la bafana oh you've told me about her before and she's an old woman who delivers gifts to children in italy okay on epiphany eve which is uh the Jan- day before the feast of epiphany january 6th is that one that is yeah <laughs> so she's not te- like a, she's like a post christmas witch yeah Okay, and I, I'm pretty sure her name has something to do with the word Epiphania. That would make sense. Which is, I'm um, pretty sure, also where we get the word Epiphany. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like New Year. Yeah, so she's, oh yeah, okay. So she just brings um gifts to kids. That's exciting. Yeah. Isn't like Chinese New Year the 5th as well? Is it? I'm not sure. I have no idea. It sounds almost correct, I think. She may or may not have came from a roman goddess mm-hmm. which makes sense if she's like an italian tradition now right oh chinese new year doesn't happen until february okay <laughs> but i'm pretty sure epiphany or whatever that holiday was was the 6th of january okay and kind of like one of the yule lads or like the yule lads she fills can like the children's socks with candy mm-hmm. or if they're bad she gives them like coal or or dark candy. Like what kind of dark candy? Like um, licorice? Maybe licorice. What if you like licorice? Then you're probably... Stoked? A dick. Oh, I like licorice. No, I'm just saying like they're bad on purpose. Oh. they don't have to be good. <laughs> I was like, but I like licorice. That's Bafana in a nutshell. Nice. There may be more to her, but... I would like to cover Krampus maybe at one point, but... I feel like we should. In an effort to get something out... For Friday. I figured this was a fun one. I think this was a fun one. Um, Probably short. Right? Doesn't it feel short? It feels a little yeah. short. But We've been then... gone for a little while, though. I think it always feels short. It always feels so short. Anyway. Anyway. We have things to do today. Yeah, so we're going to bounce. Um, <laughs> If you go to our website. Uh, you can uh, find all of our things at www.ouroddpodpodcast.com. We got a sidebar. We have a banner. You click it, it pops out. It's got all our links. Instagram, Facebook. More Instagram. Wait, Amazon Music? No, that link's not on there. Right? Spotify. Spotify. 
Stitcher. Stitcher. I almost said Flickr. Is that a thing? Flickr? Flickr's for movies. Movies. We yeah. don't Not have a Flickr. movie. Spotify, Stitcher. We got a link to our personal Instagram. We've got a link to our OnlyFans. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we do have a link to our Patreon, though. Um, There's nothing on there. Don't donate. <laughs> there is stuff on there. Go have a look. Is it? Yes. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, okay. We well, have tiers. Um, whether or not they're tiers that you'd be interested in, I don't know. You have to look and find out. But also, you can find a link to DarrenCurtisMusic.com. Super rad dude. Super rad dude. Makes great music. Everything on this website is like royalty free for creators. Go check him out. He has links to other projects that have used his music. Anyway, it's worth it. Check it out. Give, show him some love. All right. Yeah, that's it, I think, for today. Make sure that you send Felicia happy birthday messages. No, you don't have to do that. Even though it will be a couple of days later when you hear this. But as of right now, it's her birthday. Tell her happy birthday. You know you know what she told me she really wants for your birthday? Just go have a look at our uh, Patreon. Just check it out. I care more about the Instagram, but whatever. And Instagram. Social. Our medias. Anyway. All of them that I'm really bad at. Yeah, all of them. Anyway, we love you guys. We love you guys. We, we are the Boneses, and we, we are, are out. out.